points that Rachel was bringing up there with geopolitical and market analyst Tom Luongo live on the programme. Hi there, Tom. So we have an extended period for the US to do deals with Russia over energy. Doesn't that contradict the West's overall sanction strategy? Oh, sure. But, uh, you know, no one ever went broke overestimating the uh, idiocy of uh, Western economic policy uh, as it pertains to either Russia or China, honestly. And sanctions never work. They always hurt the sanctioner more than the sanctionee. Uh, I've been watching this thing to myself. Uh, these were never these sanctions on Russia were never going to work. Worse sanctions on Iran didn't work. So in just in, in, in basic general terms, it was never uh, it was never going to be a successful strategy. And we could see before the, the war even broke out, I was saying and many others all, uh, in my in my circle were saying the same thing, that we have a cost push inflation problem that uh, that stems from a lack of supply of basic commodities. And then you try to take the world's biggest producer of the marginal pound of copper, therm of gas, barrel of oil out of the market, and you don't expect there to be a tremendous blowback? Like, every prices are all set at the margin. If you try to remove the Russians from all of these markets, all of these commodity markets, all the commodity prices are going to just rise tremendously. And eventually, the blowback on, on the, uh, the sanctioner is going to be far worse than the sanctionee. And if you look at cold, hard figures, despite sanctions, mm -hmm. Russia still receives $800 million per day from oil and gas sales. That's even more than last year. Given, mm -hmm. Tom, that Russian revenue has soared along with gas prices, do you think that strategy of, of sanctions endlessly pushing them will be questioned now by Western powers or just go on regardless? I don't know. It's really hard to tell. Um, the problem here in the U.S. is that we, we can handicap that the GOP is going to probably take control of Congress in the fall. The problem is, is that the GOP, you know, on balance is even more anti-Russian uh, than the Democrats are. Right. Uh, the, you know, it's, it's nice that the DNC has spent the last five years, six years ratcheting up anti-Russian sentiment within Democrats, but that's only just to make sure that when the GOP is in charge, that they have bipartisanship. And in Europe, it's a, a, a far more complicated scenario because the Europeans are so dependent upon Russian commodities, certainly Russian energy and Russian fertilizer and, and, and other things along those lines. So uh, I, I think that ultimately, at the end of the day, as much as uh, the lead, the political and, and you know, the people that stand behind the political leadership, you know, the oligarchy, I like to call mm. them the Davos crowd, um, those people are all committed to this policy because they have a bigger grand strategy. But I don't know that that's going to outlast the the populist um, uh, outrage over the cost of food and energy right that's the that's the big race that's on here is, is whether or not they can survive politically long enough to you know crash everything and try and build it back better later uh, before everybody just you know calls for their heads and I think that's the real problem and I think there's the splits you're seeing within NATO within the European Union even within the American political system I don't believe at all for example that the Fed, was happy with the sanctions regime, but Treasury uh, was. Treasury was all on board with it, along with Biden. I think Biden and the Treasury Department, for example, are aligned with the European powers on this, whereas on the other side of it, I think that the Federal Reserve has looked at the situation. I remember Jerome Powell stating this at a Humphrey Hawkins um, testimony, saying no one 
consulted me as to whether or not we should do these, these sanctions it, it, or not. That, they just that, did it. That's a very interesting point. It, it, it leads to what I was going to say next, because short term mm -hmm. for certain, maybe beyond that, the financial sanctions appear to have backfired dramatically for Western economies, the US dollar in particular. So were those measures adequately calculated or was it rushed through, get some headlines, get, get some backing from, from other allies on this? Oh, I think that this was a shock and awe campaign, that they made the mistake of thinking that Russia is organized the same way that the US and Europe is, which is that the oligarchs control the governments. And so if you sanction the oligarchs and you take their money away from them, they'll turn to the politicians and say, stop this and you know, overthrow Putin. I mean, the, I think the, 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 the rhetoric coming out of both Europe and the United States, certainly from you know, neocon, arch neocons like Lindsey Graham and Victoria Nuland and others, were very clear about what the strategy was. I mean, you could see it everywhere. You could see it from um, all the, the neoconservative style think tanks. You could see it from uh, even the, the, uh, the British tabloid press as well. It was very, very clear about what their goals were. And I, I looked at it and I said, that's never going to work because the Russian because the Russian government is bigger than the oligarchs are within Russia. Putin has done a, 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 an admirable job of keep retaining the Russian state in a superior position to the, the financial oligarchs. And therefore, they never had – there was never any uh, worry that uh, the shock and awe campaign, the initial shock of it, mm -hmm. was going to work. And therefore, uh, all the, the Russians had to do was you know wait everything out and just wait for everything and just run a war of attrition, financial attrition, which they're very good at. They've been doing it for years. And it's similar to the kind of war of attrition that they're grinding through the Ukrainian army in the Donbass right now. It's a very similar strategy uh, at, along multiple um, uh, idioms, right? So multiple theaters, the financial, political, and uh, military theaters. I think the, the Russians are running effectively the same strategy all the okay. way down the line. That's what I see. Uh, Tom, just uh, to, to touch upon briefly as well, uh, slowly, little by little, it, it's starting to come out that Biden administration officials have reportedly expressed concerns that the sanctions have increased inflation and food insecurity. You know, that those mm -hmm. comments are emerging. Will those issues get worse if the sanctions remain in place? Is it as simple as that? It's... A, a mixture of things. It's not just the sanctions. The, the Biden administration is lying to everybody about everything. Okay. Uh, I wrote an article recently talking about the fuel blending uh, issues uh, for, for renewable fuel blending, right? That, uh, that's part of what's driving the cost of diesel fuel and gasoline here domestically uh, through the roof because we have to, these refiners have to buy uh, uh, bio. Uh, the biomass uh, uh, offset blending credits, right? So, and the Biden administration is also moving to blending 15% ethanol into the gasoline when we don't have enough corn, when corn stocks are at a five-year low, when planting is behind the curve, the whole nine yards. So it's, it's not just the sanctions here. It's a full court press by our own government intentionally trying to destroy our own economy. Okay. And I, I'm dead serious when I say this. And I, and I don't say this lightly. Either. I, I, it's the only thing that makes any sense. They're not incompetent. They're vandals. And they're trying to do as much damage to the, to the American economy and leave the incoming GOP as many economic, political, military poison pills as possible. Very typical uh, strategy within U.S. political circles. And when the next when the other party is about to take over, the other guy always leaves a whole bunch of poison pills oh. that, you know, that that uh, gum up the legislative session going forward. And I think that's where we are. Tom, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. Tom Luango, Geopolitical and Market Analyst Live on RT.